There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, Welcome to Tribulation Farce, a Left Behind reread podcast. I am your host, Tim, and joining me is Jennifer. How are you today, Jennifer? Hello, everyone. Um, you know, I'm I'm good. I went to the mall today. How's which, the mall? Um, the mall, there were honestly too many people were in the yeah. mall today. It feels like a very, like, 90s thing that I went to the mall. I went to the Jamba Juice. Um, yeah. You know, but uh turns out going to the mall the day before Mother's Day, not great. Too it's many bad. people in it's there. It's bad. Yeah, um, and I saw so many Zoomers in the Sephora, and they made me feel 1,000 years old. So that wasn't super great <laughs> for my psychic energy, but... I love walking around the mall just listening to my little podcast, so so that was good. That was, Perfect. It was nice. Last time I went to the mall, I mean, I go to the mall during the week. See, that's what like, I that's what I should have done, but I didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a comp- me and going my... To, going on the weekend, that's for fools. Me and my mall walker friends, we have a good time. Yeah, know. yeah. We switch the Pokemon Go gyms back and forth, so <laughs> oh. we, have, we have fun. So this is uh, uh, Tribulation Force, Chapters 5 and 6. Guys, we're so in it we're, right now. We are so back. We are so back. I was reading the the chapters earlier in the week, and I was just giggling. So I was like, "Oh, Tim, you're going to be mm-hmm. so happy!" Like a specific person gets brought up in this chunk that I was like, uh, "I was like, are they introducing Ben Judah already?" Yeah, I got really excited for you because I yeah. don't really remember anything about this guy. <laughs> Just so, that you you talk about him, dear dear listener. This is going to come out wrong, and you have to kind of accept it both at the spirit that it's coming from mm-hmm. and the negative spirit for which it was written. Right, Ben Jude is the good Jew. Well, yeah, Heim's the bad Jew. Oh, right, because he's like, he was like devout. Exactly. And Haim was like, I'm not, I was not a religious Jew. Exactly. Like, I would so, just go to synagogues. As the story progresses, right. it's a tale of two cities, so to speak. But, like, well, as I say, obviously they're both going to become the best kind of Jews Christians. <laughs> The thing that happens to one of these characters okay, well, I don't remember. I don't remember. is one of the weirdest parts of the books, bar none. It's what we talk about when we say the world's most confusing knife. Um, <laughs> okay. And okay. I can't remember if that happens uh, before or after the Mark of the Beast. Okay, okay. So it depends. It depends. Uh, uh, but I'll say no more. I'll say no more. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff in these chapters that are like, 
oh, here we go with evangelicals' beliefs about Jews. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, there we go. There it is. It's uh, it's uh, you know, I almost said it's like it's a, a a sticky subject, but it's not. I mean, they they literally are just no, they're bad. Just, they're it's just me- bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It, like meaning the uh, their their views of it, not that Jews are bad. It's no like the way that they're like because I do like I honestly feel like like a certain type of evangelical is basically like well like a Jew is like halfway to becoming a Christian. It's very in, in, <laughs> like infant- they could be changed. <laughs> exactly, it's very infantilizing. Yes, extremely. And it's like, isn't it precious, sweetheart? You only read half like, the book. Oh, they're still looking for the Messiah. Yeah. He already came. They don't know. So silly. So foolish. Yeah, it's uh, it's very illuminating. Yeah. <laughs> to the, the the evangelical attitude towards Jewish people. Uh, it is uh May thirteenth, the day after Jennifer's birthday. That's right. Um, that's and why I went to the mall. We were discussing. Yeah, we, to get on my di- my birthday discounts. <laughs> we were discussing um, some things for to do for hashtag content. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Jennifer's going out of town for almost two weeks, so the next tribulation farce episode most likely will be late. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I gotta travel. I gotta go see uh, Sugar in concert mm-hmm. in Oakland, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna go to Portland. I was like, yeah, that takes two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so excited for you to be gone. I'm gonna play. <laughs> So much <laughs> Zelda while you're gone. How many times are you gonna fall asleep on the couch? Thirty, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so psyched. So all I have to say is, you know, we've been, we had several ideas we've talked about before. Uh, there's no bad ideas, right? Like we have thirty thousand ideas, yeah. and, we, and we want to pick the fruit for which you guys um, want. And uh, Zachary Lowry on on Twitter suggested just watch Leftovers. Yeah, which so, we have seen. We have before. seen. But Tim and I were talking about this. Last night, like, it's been a while since. Yeah. I don't even remember when we watched it exactly, but it's been, I feel like it was a different world ago. Yeah, and, and I think now after digging into the Left Behind books again and, yeah, like Jennifer said, different world, um, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. And since I like to name things, uh, <laughs> uh, since uh, car, ca- car Talk was mm-hmm. so popular, uh, welcome to the next hit uh, content hole show Couchcast. That's right. We watch an episode <laughs> of of The Leftovers, then pop up our phone or yeah. other uh, like more portable microphone chat right there. Yeah, you know, real quick. Yeah, off like, the dome. Exactly. Like a, a, a short one. So, but what? But here's the thing, though. What if we like end up watching like multiple episodes at a time? We would just either a stop ourselves or b look at ourselves. Like I don't know if we get an episode of that. I think. We'll figure that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But no, I, I'm actually like really excited to rewatch the, yeah, the leftovers because this is why like I love rewatching things in general because listeners you change as you grow older. So, so that you, you notice different things. So, so I'm true. really excited to watch it now. Like, like you said, Tim, having dug more into the left behind stuff mm-hmm. uh, and to see how it compares and also like watching the leftovers like post the pandemic i think will be interesting absolutely absolutely uh it's a great show so we can do a, a watch along with uh the folks in discord too and things like that mm-hmm. uh still kind of in the infancy but you know the basic gist is there watch leftovers talk about it yeah yada 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 chapter five wow you, you it was so like quiet going into it. I yeah. think I screamed at it, so I didn't know what to do. Right, exactly. Also, guys, Tim wrote the notes for this. Yeah, this is so. a, a, a Tim note. I hated it. I, it <laughs> Did it didn't make you appreciate me? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just full of resentment. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt like 
I'm a little more quote heavy because mm-hmm. one, I just copy and paste it from my janky oh, PDF, yeah. so it's easier that way. That is true, because I can't do that. I have to type out every quote, so I have to really want Oof. it. Once I started doing that with my official library copy off Kindle, and it's like, don't do that. Yeah, you like, can't copy and paste off Kindle. What the fuck are you talking about? You had to go to the jank PDF. Then I opened the jank PDF, <laughs> and that worked totally fine. Well, I hope that we get um, errors in your quotes somehow, like from the jank PDF. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, so this is, we, we pick back up with both still on his way to yeah. go see Kurt. Well, he doesn't even know what's going on. He, he thinks he's going straight to see Carpathia, right. but it turns out that's not what's happening. Yeah, and and the uh, the first paragraph is, Buck began to feel more confident that he wasn't in mortal danger. Too many people had been involved in getting him from Chicago <laughs> to New York, and now to Midtown. On the other hand, if Nikolai Carpathia could get away with murder in front of more than a dozen eyewitnesses, he could certainly el- eliminate one magazine writer. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's the way you start a chapter, baby. Like, okay, I don't think that I'm going to die, but uh, he could still get my ass. Right, I mean, there's no reason that Nikolai couldn't, like, buy, I don't know, airtime in Manhattan. And, and like, I need everyone to look at the TV. Like, you did not see me you murder. You did not Buck see Williams. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, yeah. like, sure. But he's going to the, the Manhattan Harbor Yacht Club. <laughs> we, we love it there, don't we, folks? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what a, like, a whole weird setup. Um, but, yeah, it turns out the person that's actually waiting for him at the Manhattan Harbor Yacht Club is Haim. <laughs> Yeah. Heim. Heim. Uh, we love him. Uh, he's the guy that came up with the formula that magically turns desert into beautiful farming land. Yeah, into the Fertile Crescent. And somehow made Israel the richest nation on the planet, even though Israel is like half the size of Utah or it's, something. I've never like, looked it up. It's very tiny. Yeah. It's very small. Like, we, we've talked about this before, but like... Are we saying that it's just so expensive to get crops from Nebraska to Jordan? Is that what we're saying? Maybe. I mean, that might be. Listen, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say I don't feel like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust Tim LaHaye or Jerry Jenkins' like understanding of supply chains. They, they're only focused <laughs> on airplanes. Yeah, that's the only part that's accurate. And isn't maybe not that. Who knows? I wish they talked about having like huge bananas. <laughs> we make the biggest bananas in yeah, the world. But like I like the idea that. That, that the like fertilizer just makes everything huge. Right. How else what why is it why what else is it gonna do? Just it's, simply save on import fees and I, I mean, again, I'm sure that's very expensive, spoilage, things like that. But Nebraska is big compared to Israel, I think. But shit, if they grow big fruit, then like that's gonna like you open up a banana, it's like, okay, this is for the whole family, whole family everyone come in here. The idea of holding a banana the size of like a child, very <laughs> funny to me. I like it. Yeah. Or slicing like a huge apple, mm-hmm. like yeah, it just feeds your entire family. Yeah, Israel's just like a tiny bit of California. I know that, hey, California big, but... Right, but that's you know, just, that's like one of our Virginia states. is like a lot bigger than Israel. Anyways, still weird. Uh, they, they point out that Haim is all disheveled, but like in his kind of that's like his, silly way. That's like his look, right? right. He's kind of the, the... He's a little bit of the, the you know... Uh, <laughs> 
my my brain's like the nutty professor. <laughs> that's, not, that's not like you know what I mean. He's like the yeah. professor type. Like he's, it's like oh, he's like kind of disheveled. He's but. not not the nutty professor for sure. He's he's, he's like um. Well, also my brain went to Bernie Sanders, which was maybe like yes. not fair of me. And no, no, no I, I I use that uh, analogy as well. Yeah, just to, like a guy is like I'm just trying to get stuff done. Yeah, like I'm not trying to. I'm look frazzled. A way. My hair is away. Yeah, my, my sh- yeah. It's like how we talked about Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Like that's just he, he doesn't care. He doesn't have time to friggin' tuck his tie in. He's trying to. He doesn't have time to like to to friggin' wipe the sweat off his brow. Exactly. Uh, The basic gist of this section is basically transferring Buck from the scary limo to talking to (laughs) with the silent with the silent bodyguard and driver, which is very weird. But you know, it's good that they throw in this weird shit of like. Oh, the limo driver wagged his finger at the guy who was coming to open the door at the Harbor Yacht Club. I'm like, uh-uh, we got that door. It's like, all right, okay. is this supposed to like, is this supposed to impress us? I right, guess? like, what is like, what are, what are they even trying to like get across? Yeah, the most charitable I ever got, and I don't think this is true, is that they're nervous someone's going to try to kill Buck. And now that is not true at all. No, I, at all, I he think has it's- solved that situation by murdering. Todd Cothran. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, but no, I get it. To me, it feels more like a control thing. Like, yeah. you're fully under our control. You're not going to be, like, touched by any outside yeah. agent of any kind. Like, it's all Carpathia people. And we see later in this chapter that Carpathia is not above weird managerial mind games to, like, show power um, in various forms. That's the, the most antichrist thing about him. That is so true. <laughs> Haim is in town because he is helping Nikolai set up some preparations between the UN and Israel for the whole, like, agreement that's going to happen between them. Yeah, and we get a little more of the specifics because he's he's been here and he's going uh, uh, back and forth regarding um, what does Israel get, what does the UN get, what does the rest of the world get. Yeah. Because, again, we're moving towards a world where... 90% 90% of all armaments are destroyed, and then the remaining 10% all go to the UN. So that's a... Which, and we're going to get into that. A 100% disarmament from the planet, really, if you think about it. Right. So, I'm, so, so Buck gets grown once again about why he missed the UN. <laughs> and, like, this, I'm starting to get a little bit, like, okay, like, you've just made my man have to explain this to, like, five different people, and they're all like, it doesn't make any sense. And yeah. like, why are we having this conversation five so, times? Yeah, I, I, bo- I agree with you, because I had the same thought, but part of me is like, this is what would happen. Everyone would be like, yo, what the fuck? They would, but that's boring. Because, like, Buck can't lie now, so, like, he can't even say anything interesting. He just has to be, like, weird and evasive <laughs> in a way that I find, like, really I, annoying. Well, yeah, that's how he was, I thought, through a lot of the conversation he has later with Nikolai. But, I guess he's, like, not as bad with Haim here, but right. I, I think I'm getting pretty annoyed about the com- the, the exactly. Nikolai conversation. But I, I do think it's interesting how he frames it to different people. Yes. Um, and how he's having to, ex- you know, uh, expound upon it. Yeah. Uh, he, the, the book says, uh, after Haim's like, how could you miss it? I don't understand either, Buck said. What else could he say? <laughs> Rosen's why he created the formula that made the Israeli deserts bloom like a greenhouse. Had been his best friend... Ever since Buck profiled him in the Global Weekly's New Maker of the Year. What? Best friend ever? Well, yeah, well he said, yeah, it had been his friend. Well, he called him an, his old friend. Yeah. This, okay, I'm glad you picked years up on ago? this. No, it was one year ago. Oh, okay. Because they bring it up specifically in the chapter, and I'm like, 
Why did you call him an? It's not an old. That's a. That is literally a new friend. It's been a wild if you, month. If you've been friends with someone for one year, it, in what world you could call them an old friend if you're literally one years? If you're one year old and you met them in the nursery at the hospital, then I'm, you could call someone an, an yeah, old friend. I'm trying to think of this, and really, what it is is you know, post pandemic, those years were like you know, 20, 2020, 2021. It's like, whoa. If I met someone uh, at the start of 2020, I'm like, that's my old friend. Because time doesn't mean anything. And they had a friggin' rash. That is true. That is going to fuck with your sense of time. And, like, the fact that Buck and I met each other. Oh, yeah. When they were being, that was when Russia was trying to attack Israel and, and like, all the Russian planes exploded and it was crazy. Yeah. So, th- you know what? Fair enough. They're all friends. That they, they've been through <laughs> two like yeah. insane. They had like, two god magics. Two god magic, and technically, actually three because Heim was there when the whole true Stonigal. Two uh, god, one Satan. Two god, one Satan. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but Heim doesn't remember that one. Yeah. So, so but maybe it's, it was cemented deep inside of him. It it's in their right? hearts. Mm-hmm. They are. They, they and that is thing is like is i believe that they're close and they have a close bond i just thought it was very funny that they said old friends you're gatekeeping old friends i am gatekeeping old friends because words have meaning <laughs> old means something all right calm doesn't down. mean a year it's okay <laughs> it goes on to say where were you dr rosenzweig asked that's the question of the ages buck said where are any of us i, I this makes me want to chop buck's head off yeah for say like i the fact that he can't lie at all because i'm just like getting so mad like just lie. It'd Just be so lie. easy to make up a lie. But he's like, no, this will make God mad at me. So I have to say stupid shit like, <laughs> where are any of us? The on bo- the planet, you dumb bitch. What are you saying? Yeah, don't go all metaphysical on it. But I'm getting mad right now. Calm, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting p- pissed off at Buck. <laughs> he doesn't, I, hate, I hate his ass. He doesn't do a good job here. I'll say that. No, he doesn't do a good job either time, in my yeah, opinion. No, totally. I mean, like, to be fair, trying to, like, not lie. Mm-hmm. And not tell the truth in front of the Antichrist. Pretty hard. I don't exactly. know what I would say. Well, I would lie, is what I would do. And then see what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has superpowers. I don't think the book even goes that deep on him being like, well, I can't lie. It's a sin. I, I, I think he's just kind of, he's trying to be, he's bucking right now, I would say. That also makes me want to kill him. Speaking of bucking, oh my God. <laughs> uh, Heim says that uh, the salmon here is delicious and Buck should order it. But apparently, Buck always always made it a habit to ignore recommendations at rec- restaurants. This this made me so mad. This like, is so dumb. Who the fuck do you think you are? Right. Do you know more about my local pub than I do, you dumb fuck? Never take recommendations. It's like, no, there's only what, one good thing here. You have it's only the steak tips. Nothing else is good Everything's here. Bad. What He's are you like, doing? I'm gonna I'm eating these nachos. I don't care. It's like you're eating nachos at an Irish place, and Buck's like, this is like, this wasn't so good, but I'll never forget. Bro, they it. put mayonnaise on top of these. These suck. <laughs> Bucked again. How does he do <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, does he just eat like trash everywhere, like never eating the recommended food? I just think that like, did they have a meeting about this when they're figuring out the characters, like really dig down deep? Or did J- was Jenkins just on one? He's like, This is funny. I think it, I don't, man. I don't know. I feel like it's got to be that, because like, what a weird character like trait right. to have. And we can tell that he's so freaked up about the whole situation that he orders. He, just salmon. Orders the salmon. he actually takes the recommendation. And he's like, "What's wrong with what's, me? What's happening, <laughs> man?" So good. 
Uh, yeah, so, so they talk a little bit about the, you know, uh, Nikolai Carpeta, aka the Antichrist. And Haim is just like, really like, man, he's just so great, isn't he? We just love Nikolai Carpathia books, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. like trying to just kind of like non-committally like keep the conversation yeah, it's going. Like, I can't believe he stepped up to be the UN leader. It's like, but you know, he did all that weird shit. <laughs> with the Botswana guy, right? And he's like, oh, well, it was mutual. And, yeah. you know, he was divided loyalties between Botswana and the UN. And like, well, is not Carpathian. One of my Romanian friends. Well, speaking of weird stuff in the book about Africa, let me read this little chunk that Haim is talking to, saying to Buck about Nikolai Carpathian. He speaks so many languages that he hardly ever needs an interpreter, even for the chiefs of some of the remote tribes in South America and Africa. The other day, he shared a few phrases understood only by an Australian Aborigine. Hell yeah. Okay. What? (laughs) What? Nikolai's out here doing the work. He's an ally. Okay. Can I say that this felt a little bit... I, I, I feel like the things that they are like, associating the Antichrist with are very funny. Because I feel like what they're kind of being saying here is, like, you meet a person that speaks a bunch of languages? Can't trust them. <laughs> it might be the Antichrist. Or, like, that's that's not Christian yeah. to know a bunch of languages. Like, yeah. like, it's just, like, maybe they're not doing that, but I think there's a little bit of that. It's, like, it's I don't believe they are, but uh, it is tough, right? Because we kind of do dig into that. Like, what is the intention for the words for which they're saying? The issue with Nikolai is it does go both ways. Like, if they did believe all these things were bad, right? Yeah. They get away with it because he's he's, he's the Antichrist, so of course it's bad. But they're also trying to do a good job of showing why people would trust the Antichrist. Right, why they're impressed by him. Because, like, later, Buck is in, like, God damn it, is he really the Antichrist? This guy rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn it. Uh, so that that's the only reason why I think... You can kind of uh, argue it away that they're not technically saying it's bad to know a lot of languages. Yeah, um, it's intense the amount of languages he knows. But that's the, that's Satan for you. Baby. I'm not saying that they're like directly saying that. I think they're. It's more like an association of like, oh, this hoity-toity person who wants peace and he speaks tons of languages and blah blah blah. I think yeah. it's like they're. It's like they're associating a type of person with mm-hmm. that. I think is more, and I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just. Part of like we'll have whole. to see when we meet Ben Judah. Yeah, yeah. Because again, I don't remember like much of anything about him. So me either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So so while this conversation is happening, Buck is like, I wonder if Nikolai uses his uh, hypno powers right. on time to get him to give you know the formula over to use for diplomacy shit. Because he's so so into it. It's it's so crazy and. Like, no one would get it before, and now Israel's rich as hell, and as we know, there was a huge nine-minute war over it, and now there's like, here you go, whatever. Um, I also think it's so strange how they write Buck here, because Buck's like, why do you even, what are you even getting out of giving away the formula? You're already rich as fuck, what are you going to do with it? The thing that makes your formula so good is its exclusivity. And I'm like, Buck, you're a bad person. Right, like, I I was like, what the, again, like, the whole formula thing is just like, so you're saying, like, you have the ability to, like, basically, like, fix world hunger, Mm -hmm. and you're not. Right. 
And like the back, the book's just like, well, yeah, obviously you'd want to keep it from yeah. everyone. And like, I think a, a good chunk of uh, this chapter, not a good chunk. Well, well, depends on what you mean by good chunk is recap. So there's a little bit of that. So sometimes they say things again, and my brain's like, I, they're still saying this shit. It's like, oh wait, it's because we're still in that like intro, like the right. beginning of the book where they're kind of like, remember the thing we said in the last mm-hmm. book, like <laughs> exactly. So it's like. Are they really tripling down on their anti-Russia stance being like, imagine if Russia got the goddamn formula. Their country big. It'd be bad. (laughs) Or they're just like, that's what we said last time, and we have to reiterate it. Um, But really, it turns out that Nikolai found the one thing they've always wanted. Peace. Ah. World peace, guys. Or actually, not world peace. Well, 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 that's the eventual goal, is world peace. But for now, it's... uh, Peace for Israel. They're yeah. gonna basically. Uh, does it, do they get into like the details here of the whole? Yeah, okay, they do. They can talk about the disarmament. So this is where the plan starts to like make more sense because like right. before when they were like, oh yeah, everyone's gonna have to give up. Yeah, destroy ninety percent of their weapons. Give the ten percent, like remaining ten percent to the UN. It's like literally how are they gonna ever? Like, right. It was so magical thinking that I'm like, how is this gonna happen? And then turns out they do have a way, which is that. <laughs> They are going – people – so basically countries can apply yeah. to get this formula, to get a license for the formula for, like, a specific amount of time, I think is the way I understand yeah, it. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Um, and if you do not give over your weapons appropriately, you will never be – your country will never be able to exactly. apply and get – the formula. Yeah, it's like how credit card companies treat like sites like OnlyFans and other yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. With sex. If you have a sex on your website and you use our credit card fees, you will never, ever, ever get to use our our credit card machines ever again. <laughs> God, we live in we live in hell. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, and we find out here too that the whole peace deal is for guess how many years, you guys? Eight. Seven. seven. We love okay. seven years. That's okay. so convenient. That's the length of the tribulation. I thought it was really cute that Nikolai was like, they're like, ten? Five? Like, yeah. no, let's just do seven. What if we just do seven? And then we can re-up it later. And I think it must be so interesting to be the avatar of Satan and be like, why the fuck am I saying all these random numbers? Like, yeah. I didn't like the number seven back in the day, but now I'm always saying it. I just like, yeah, I just, I'm drawn to it. I can't yeah. help myself. Because again, right now, Nikolai, we don't quite understand what's going through his mind. Um, yeah, I still feel not fully clear on like what he is aware of. Like, if he's like, I am, I am literally, well, I guess he's not literally Satan. He's right. Different. I but think he's the like, I'm, I'm the, the servant of Satan. Yeah. Like, I think, does he know that? I think the lore for the Bible is that like three and a half years ish. Yeah. He kind of is literally Satan, maybe, or. If not literally, is he like Satan. is like Satan like uh, comes upon his body yeah, and it's, like it's Im- not just like you know right now he's a warlock who right is, is, who has a very powerful patron exactly and we don't <laughs> know to what extent he is actually talking to him or whatever but I think the lore from the Bible and you know what I was taught and things like that is halfway through the tribulation something happens and then he becomes basically filled up with either A, literally Satan, or B, explicit Satan juice. He's got that Satan juice coursing right, through his veins. Right, So right now, you know, he's just tapped into the Satan network, but later he's going to have that Satan juice. Yeah, yeah. it's like right now he's on, like, Satan Wi-Fi, but then he's going to be right. plugged in directly to Satan. And I'll say the thing that makes me more confused, and we'll find this out in, I don't know, 
two years uh, is Nikolai's reaction to when that happens. I have always thought is really interesting. So I'm excited. Looking forward to it. I don't remember any of that shit. (laughs) So I'm excited to get to it as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the, we find out at the kind of the end of the lunch here that the whole reason that Buck has been brought to New York is because Nikolai is going to ask him to join him at this peace treaty signing in Israel. Yeah. So we'll next talk, week. Next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk out. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. All right. I think as a couple, we need to try and not scream. This is, let's be rational here and talk about how fucking horrible Chloe is in these chapters. Somehow I, it's worse. I, it's, she's so fucking annoying. Like, I was getting so mad. Yeah. yeah. Like, thinking about having to talk about this. Yeah. Like, for the podcast, just like, I don't care. Yeah. Especially when you're like, Ooh, we're talking about Antichrist stuff. Yeah. We're talking about peace treaties and the formulas. And it's like, Chloe's feeling sad. Exactly. Like, and I it don't was, care. It was annoying when she was like, interrupting Bruce, like, read the Bible or whatever. Yeah. But now our main man is about to talk to the Satan man, and we have to cut over to Uh, Chloe. I want to die. Because Rayford's chapters are basically just (laughs) trying to get fucking home. And it's it's (laughs) funny to me, for sure, because Rayford's like, all right, done, finally can go home. And then every time he picks up the goddamn phone, some bullshit happens. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And uh, uh, it's hilarious what ends up happening, because what we were afraid of uh, was that Chloe was going to swing by Buck's apartment. And Buck stupidly didn't say, hey, actually, I have to go to New York, so don't yeah. do that. So she did stop by, and I don't think I actually brought this up in the last episode, because it felt like such a like nothing thing, but it actually became important plot-wise in mm-hmm. this one, which is that Buck got the the, like office assistant lady that he talked to and was that the beginning of the book when did that happen Uh, whatever the chicago office lady that like he was like giggling and talking with went to his apartment and like dropped stuff off for him for for work reasons but chloe saw that right she saw the 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 assistant dropping boxes off (laughs) in buck's apartment and then later she like did she like ask her or call her? What was the deal? I with forget that? what the the exact timeline. So it is like as the book puts it out. But so let's just say basically, here's what happens: Chloe goes to Buck's apartment, sees the assistant, in either now or later, goes fucking crazy mode. And I think right at the first time, she just sees that sh- this girl has a ring on. So right, 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 right. Either now or later, she either a walks up to her or b. I think she does like talk to her. In yeah, person. she does. No, she does. That's why I was like, did she go to the office? Like, think, where did she see her? I, I think forget. she. Yeah, she she sees her at the apartment, and then I believe she calls the office, and it's like, oh, Buck's not even there. So of course, so what she jumps to conclusions is that Buck is engaged to this girl. Yeah, because this girl had a crazy person walk up to her and be like, hey, how are you? What are you doing? You know Buck? You know Buck? Uh, or or. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't think she no, said she didn't that. Do that. She's like, like, "What are you doing here?" It's like, "Oh, I'm I'm dropping off some things." And Chloe was trying to be nonchalant, but was probably failing at it, uh, and said something along the lines of like, "I don't recognize. I, I feel like I recognize you, or something like that." Um, and Alice or whatever her name is is like, "Well, maybe you saw me with my fiance or something." Right. So that's when Chloe's like, "Oh my god." Yeah. 
book is actually engaged. What a dog. What a dirty dog. What a dirty dog, daddy. (laughs) But, like, again, lots of, like, comical, like, Frasier-style miscommunications happening. Yeah, I was going to say, this would be a bad episode of Frasier. Well, if it were the episode of Frasier, they'd make it funny and good. That's true. Unlike this book, which is bad. Yeah. (laughs) So. It's so bad. I cannot believe how... It's very much a situation where we didn't know how good we had it when she was, I don't know, we're looking back fondly with how annoying she was last chapter. I, I, I miss her book one Chloe. Like, I do miss book one Chloe. Like, her becoming Christian maybe has ruined her, actually. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe in she the gets, next chunk, Buck will come home and they'll kiss or yeah, something. Yeah, like, I feel like once they get past this, like, weird, it's like... It's sailing. I, 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 like, I can't deal with this, like, if you guys would just talk to each other, you could it's just fix this. literally just, just, like, assuming things. What emotions do women have? Like, well, they're stupid. They're stupid, they're petulant, um, they... are jealous. Yeah, they're jealous. They're always wrong. They're always making assumptions, <laughs> um... I just can't believe that she would jump, like... How would she assume that Buck never told them that he has a fucking fiance? Yeah, it's very stupid. It's so stupid. I mean, she is 20 years old. Um, but she's in college. Yeah, like, so but... She should have, like, annoying hipster brain for a second, you know? Have, like, oh, I have an open mind. Oh, my God. I do the mandala. <laughs> so, yeah, we that's it sucks. Here's all it is. Flowers show up. Boom. Oh my, yeah, it. I forgot about that part. We love it. Yeah. Ray, she's like so pissed. She's like, I'm going to throw him in the trash. I'm going <laughs> to shout him. <laughs> she's so mad about it. <laughs> oh, it's dumb. It freaking sucks. It's stupid ass book. It's like me and my book's like, oh God, I'm about to meet with the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it literally cuts back. Oh, it's so it's so bad because like they're freaking about the stupidest shit. And I get it. They do want to give like a break in the quote unquote tension because if it was just Buck ramming you hard, you know, you'd lose some uh, sensation, I would say. I guess. I don't know. I was, I was like, what if I just like skip these parts? <laughs> I mean, I just, I essentially did like read the parts with like Chloe and Rayford like so fast. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, cool. Nothing's happening. Well, sometimes here. they're like, a, a big paragraph. I, like, exactly. And like, those, like, again, just the cuts, guys. Come on. Come on. Jeremy Jenkins, what are you doing? I get what you're trying to do, but the answer is make it more interesting. Yeah, make fucking or make Chloe in Rayford's section more interesting. Yeah, it's easy. It was probably hard. Whatever. Anyways, back in the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Buck and Heim are waiting, like in the vestibule, like sort of area of, of the cool guy zone in the UN. And they're just like, damn, this looks nice as hell. And you know, here we are. We cut through. It's in meteor res, so mm-hmm. to speak. It's it's not like the book sometimes does, where they get a fucking cab and order right, right, more right. sushi yeah, or yeah. something like that. They're like, no, uh, he, it's like a, towards the end of Heim's story to the extent that Buck isn't even listening because yeah, he's so stressed yeah, out. Yeah, like fully, fully not listening, and like gets called out by Heim. Like, you're not listening to me at all, are you? Yeah, it's and, very funny. And Buck wasn't listening to one of the most important characters in the book. Uh, that gets, uh, introduced at this point. But the, the, the phrase that I liked that was happening, and again, extremely goes into the stuff that we are asking and the stuff that we like. As long as we kind of forget that these are try these books are a psyop, but it, <laughs> yeah. it says, he was praying silently, not knowing if his foreboding sense of evil was psychological, because he knew Nikolai Carpathia was nearby, or if the man truly admitted some sort of demonic aura. <laughs> Detectable only to the followers of God. Nicholas AOE effect, like, yeah. you know, he just, yeah, he just gives out bad vibes. He gives for a micro radiation. Like 60 feet radius yeah. around him. Yeah, he's like, uh, better call Saul's brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
we guys we're sort of watching. We started watching Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. What was his name? Slippin' Jimmy. Slippin' Jimmy. Slippin' Jimmy. Weird show. We like it. But turns out that Haim is talking about Rabbi Sean Ben Judah. I have not heard. I think it's Zion. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's that letter in Hebrew is like. Yeah. That makes sense because yeah, uh, so, uh, uh, Jesse and the and the Discord was like, "Oh, have you met Zion yet?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think it's like Zion. You, met, you mean Sean? Sean? <laughs> Sean? Sean? Ben? Yeah, yeah, it's like a T S like that makes sense. sound together. Uh, yeah, and the basic gist is he's an incredibly smart student, but he was like very devout. I don't know how old uh, Rosenzweig is, but I guess this this other old guy. Or maybe he's not that old. I think he's like less old than Heim. Mm-hmm. I, that was about like maybe like Heim's like. 60s. Yeah, and this like, guy's like 30, like, 40. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, because that was like, he was um, Haim's student. Yeah, and he's super smart. Everyone loves him, but and he's super he's, devout. And he's, yeah, he's a religious Jew. Exactly. And apparently, three years ago, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Israel or whatever uh, commissioned him to do a study on how they may recognize the Messiah when he comes. This is hilarious to me. It's so funny. Like, the concept that Israel would do this would commission a three-year study to, like... And it just ends in, like, the first month of the fucking (laughs) (laughs) tribulation. It's it's such... That's an odd coincidence, don't you think? Well, it's also just, like, very funny because, like, I... So, I work in the, like, construction world. So, like, I know... Like, the government will often be like, we are doing... We are going to produce a report. Yeah. Like, we are going to do a study on the thing, and the end result is this report that will tell you things. Yeah. And, like, the idea that someone... Like, the Israel is doing that kind of a report, like, not about, like... Oh, like would we be better off to make this neighborhood like mixed use or like you should know add bike lanes? Should or... we bulldoze this section of the West Nile? <laughs> yeah, or... but instead it's like no, no. We need to figure out how to figure. Like we need to figure out how to figure out who the Messiah is. Right, and it's kind of interesting because Heim's like I used to just thought they're all fun stories that make you feel good or make yeah. you think and introspective and yada 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 yada. So I mean, my understanding is that's like a broadly somewhat um, um, consistent thing, right, uh, uh, of, of folks of the Jewish faith. Obviously, you can't um, paint with a, a wide brush. Right, Which is right. why it's more insane that the state or whoever would right. organize like, this. What? Like, why would they, like, that would be very strange, yeah. I, I think. But, hey, man, they'll figure out who it is, and um, maybe it's Nikolai. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe <laughs> Nikolai's the Messiah as well. Uh, but... Chaim's a, a, a real one because he says, religious people, Jewish or otherwise, seldom impressed me any more than the atheist with a good heart. This is the thing. That's like, what's up. I hate this though because, like, obviously, like, now Chaim is being the Chloe and that, like, he's saying correct things. Yes. <laughs> but, but we, like, we agree with him, but we know the writers of the book do not. And right. it's like, oh, this is him being foolish. Right. And, and we not can't actually ever, knowing things. We can't ever give the writers the benefit of the doubt because they're bad. They're bad men. Yeah, yes, they are. That, <laughs> let me look because there was like a thing in this section too, like about Judaism that I was just like, what? Okay. We didn't really, okay, we actually kind of skipped something. Okay. That I, I want to talk about a little bit more. Um, so sorry. Going back to the whole, uh, disarmament and like destroying the weapons thing, we didn't get to the real enforcement part of that, mm. which is that if you, you get the formula, you give over your weapons, and basically, 
any country that threatens Israel, immediately, immediate extinction. Yeah. Like, the UN will blast your country off of the fucking face of the yeah. earth. Glass factory, your place. Yeah. Sorry, parking yeah. lot, oh. city, USA. Okay, sorry guys. I'm I'm like flipping back through my note, like my uh, underline. This you're, was you're in the word. You're jumping. Back I'm in forth. the word. I uh, guys, I am drinking in the word right now. Uh, no, the part that I wanted to kind of bring up that, which is also I'm being a real one. <laughs> he says, Cameron, Cameron. History has shown our God to be capricious when it comes to our welfare. From the children of Israel wandering 40 years in the desert to the Six Day War to the Russian invasion to now, we do not understand him. He lends us his favor when it suits his eternal plan, which we cannot comprehend. Mm. Oh, that was very interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know how that... And then he d- like, says the line of, like, God helps those that help himself. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, I the, the, the understandings of, like, Judaism and, like, it's just it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, fascinating. I, it is funny to think, like, well, a Christian's writing this and be like, well, yeah, they probably would be like, damn... We get fucked up a lot, so maybe God is, like, you know, saying something. Anyways, like, I bet he'll say that. Because, like, the thing is, like, yeah, like, God would seem pretty capricious. Like, well, this shit keeps happening to you. It's like, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. I'm curious if you're a Jewish person listening to this. Yeah. How does that, like, fit in with the general way that, right. you know, you see things? Right, right. Because um, I'm always just, like, so curious, like, to compare evangelicals concepts of judaism with what is actually in judaism right 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 so anyway sorry i had to i had to go back and talk about that for a second it's important it's important we also find out that haim is like being a little rascal and is trying to get like ben judah assigned as like a spiritual lead to nikolai and then they there's kind of a a silly rascal back and forth because buck is like on edge yeah and uh it turns out that like Haim just like winks at him is like I told Nick, like, you're awesome. Why do you think you have so much good stuff coming your way? That's me, baby. That's me, baby. Is your Who friend? Th- is your buddy Heim? Who do you think is telling friggin' Nikolai all this cool stuff? Uh, do you want to go back to Ray and his car? Oh, my God. I mean, I do like talking about car phones and thinking about car phones. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fun. Ray, this part was interesting because they explicitly say that his car has a speaker in it. I didn't, like, I didn't pick that up. I'm like, whoa. Well, I'm wondering, maybe my version has it. might, because I don't know that it did. I don't think it did. <laughs> I don't remember that, but who knows? Who knows? Who's to say? Uh, this section is about Ray inviting Chloe to dinner, and then she say no, and yeah. then she say maybe Buck not go meeting, and then we also think back that Buck implied he was going to ask Chloe to dinner that night. Yes. And... We love it. We're like, wow, this is, this is, this is, this is so much emotion going back and forth. Will yeah. they, won't they? Ross and Rachel all over again. Oh my God. Right? And is this the part where, like, Chloe's like, actually, I'm gonna show up a little late to the meeting. Yeah. Because <laughs> Rafer has to get there. Like, again, like, the amount of times they tell us about their logistics, like, Rafer's like, well, you can either come early with me to the meeting and wait outside, or you, we can drive, take two cars, and it's like, why is this being included in a book? Like, if, I don't need to know how many cars you're taking. To get if to the they meeting. didn't say that, I would say on this podcast, how did they get there? How did they get there? It's yeah. not possible. If they don't tell me, I don't know how Chaim and, and fucking Buck got to the UN. How'd they get there? They didn't Damn. say it. Damn, you're, Damn. you're right. And so now I'm like, that's a plot hole. That's a plot hole. <laughs> As we discussed. <laughs> but uh, no, I do honestly respect that Chloe's like, um, I'm going to be there fashionably late because I'm not going to be waiting outside with Buck. Yeah, she was nervous that she was going to get there before 
And like, no way, ew, what if it's just ew. me and him? I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, ah, I threw your flowers in the trash. You but S- Saw your bitch fiancé. Why don't you bring your fiancé to this? Do you hate her? <laughs> <laughs> You've literally never mentioned her. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you're acting very, you're, very emotional You're being right hysterical now. right now. <laughs> and she is, gang. She gang, is. she is. I'm, being, I'm becoming misogynist because of yeah, this book. <laughs> it's, it's tough to do. Well, speaking of not being misogynist, Hattie's back. And we love Hattie! To see her. And she's doing great. Look at her. She's looking, like, basically... I can't remember if it's oh I guess it has to be Buck because Rayford doesn't see her basically Buck is like she looks it feels like what he wants to say is she looks expensive she looks stunning. like she just looks like very like put together in a way that's like oh you have like nice stuff yeah you're like wearing a business gal girl boss yeah, suit yeah yeah she's a business bitch now yeah and instead of looking like a, a whorish tart she she looks presentable, and you know yeah. sometimes ladies out there. Here's a little here's a little tip from old Tim. Sometimes covering up, you know what I'm saying? It's more sexy. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes here's a hot tip: shoulder pads, big, <laughs> big, huge, like Murphy Brown, big oh, like Murphy man. Brown gang. Yeah. That's what that's what the boys you, like. Yeah, you want your shoulder pads to to touch your big hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hairspray. So this is it, gang. It's been so long. Yeah, our crops are watered. Nikolai, motherfucking Carpathia. Oh, so ready to 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 hear his Let's insane non contraction. Let's go talking again. Let's go. Uh, Hattie leads them in. Says in twenty five minutes time, you will say what's up, and then they go inside. It's Steve, the Antichrist, and Buck. As basically Hattie leads them in, and then Nikolai does this boss ass move where he's like, "Oh, come in, come in, come in." Shake your hand yeah. with both hands. Eye contact. Eye contact. He loves doing that. That must be how he like. That must be like kind of his way of yeah. getting his. Hip it's a politician thing for sure. And then he like goes to the conference table and grabs a chair so he can sits. He sits down with like one of the boys. Yeah. Between him, Steve, and Buck. There's a lot of like choreography happening. It's in this very scene. weird. <laughs> like like we are now moving over here and now we are readjusting because there's only going to be two of us in right. the room. Like, because it's okay. one of those things where you have to kind of ask yourself. Did they rehearse this before? Buck, I think, even implies they must have rehearsed this before. Right, or they have like a system that yeah. they, they want to communicate Which with is each both other. interesting, but also super annoying because it's explicitly to impress Buck. Yeah. Which we don't like. <laughs> no. We don't like him. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve that. You make him sit on the floor. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's get the elephant out of the room. Bucky, why did you not show up? <laughs> To the friggin' meeting, okay? <laughs> the way that Carp- in this section, Carpet is like, oh, you, uh, you know this thing, elephant in the room. Yeah. Like, they, like, he has to do, like, that And again, thing. they've like, reiterated, yes. he does not have an accent. That being said, he was like, elephant, yes? Where yes, you know elephant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's very funny, because it's like, Nikolai, you know, you Puck is like a writer. He Obviously, he's an American writer. He knows the phrase elephant in the room. So, like, right. why are you saying this? Right. Like, it feels like part of it, like... I don't know. Again, I, I'm getting like the weird like because cult leaders like have like a weird cadence mm-hmm. and way of saying things, right? Because Nikolai is weird. He's a weird guy, <laughs> and I think this chapter really does a good job of that of his like sort of performance and his dance. He's he is he's not just the perfect charisma ball. Yeah. Again, when Nikolai is looking at him and looking hurt when he asks him about the <laughs> <Yeah>. elephant. <laughs> Um, he's like, God damn it, man, this guy rocks. Because oh, he, wish, he does wish, such a really good job the of making Buck feel important that yes, he, he, even yes. he yearned 
for it not to be so. He wanted Carpathia to like ruffle his hair, right? And be like, good job, Buck. Right, because like you know, Carpathia's hot. He's strong enough to make. Yeah. Had he not a uh, slatten, he makes <laughs> Steve look hot now. Yeah, yeah, like Steve is normally in his, you know, ah, his friggin' suspenders. I ain't got time. I got the nose. Yeah, I gotta put my, I, I gotta kind of loosen my tie up. Now they said he had like a Euro vibe going off. Like, yeah, know. like he got his like hair all done. Like, does he have a and... fucking high and tight faux hawk? What the fuck? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, does he look metrosexual? Steve should get earrings, I think. <laughs> Like like little little like, like studs. Yeah, I think you should make her have a rat tail. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. But yeah, so so when when Buck walks in, like yes, number one, Hattie dressed very nice. Uh, Steve dressed very nice. So he has a conversation first with Carpathia and Steve, and like we said about why weren't you there? And like like Buck is like the whole time just like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my what god. do I say? Oh what do god. I say? And what he kind of, like, lands on is, like, he says, I wanted to be there and wouldn't have missed it for anything. And then says, like, the whole day was a blur. <laughs> Which, you know, hey. I mean, like, yeah, like, of things to say. But see, this is where, but again, it, the problem becomes, he, Buck can't, like, fully lie right. either. Because Carpathia knows he was there. Right. But, but Buck being all is, like, this oh, a- it's such a blur, I can't remember. Then that's like, oh, okay, maybe I just, yeah. I, I, I hit him with my Antichrist ray too hard. <laughs> and it made him kind of stupid. Right, because, again, that's what we're saying is, like, it's possible he thinks that Buck just screamed and ran. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And since, you know, Nikolai wasn't sure, he just made it so it was like, oh, he was never there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which we love. And again, we're inside Buck's head. Right. So we don't get to see the back and forth. But we can tell. Buck can tell. He's seeing Nikolai's machine working. Yeah, yeah. And seeing his eyes change. And like uh, a little bit later on the next chapter, you know, when talking about like his eyes change, like his countenance completely changes. And he yeah. like bores into him. Yeah. And you can tell he's giving him the full blast. That's the wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Like. <laughs> of the, uh, the Antichrist beams. Yeah. At this point, it's not because uh, Steve is there. He could do it, right? He could, but, but he's not. Yeah, he's just doing his normal charisma thing. Exactly. My Like, Buck, my friend. You know, yeah, all, but all that. Buck does weirdly, you know, be a Buck and is like, no matter what, I won't apologize. Because <laughs> so he's stubborn. Annoying. Not because he doesn't want to lie, but there it's it's interesting because like he being inside his head, you see how close he comes to fucking this up. Yeah, like really, because that's why like I felt like it like this part was stressing me out, like reading it, because I was just like, oh my god, like why are you doing this? Like, right, because I think you're supposed to be like on Buck's side. But like later in the next chapter, he's like, "I could have if if this was a month ago, I would have st- stood up and cussed him out." I'm like, "You're just being a yeah, shitty right. dude, man. Get out of here! You yeah. fucking don't call me a liar. I I tip eighteen percent and ground myself when I have three martinis before I fly. Oh my god, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Regardless, um, that part was bad, but all the other parts are pretty good. I mean, again, Nikolai doing antichrist shit. Right, 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 and. He also mentions that when he was getting Nikolai'd in the UN, what really helped him and probably saved his life was not responding when, you know, Nikolai went around everyone in, the, in that, that mm-hmm. UN room mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Buck was the only one that didn't say anything when they asked him questions. So that's probably why Nikolai wasn't too sure. He's like, ah, I'll just make sure. I'll wipe everyone else's memory and yeah. whatever. We'll see what happens. So uh, uh, because of that, you know, Buck doesn't want to – 
apologize, doesn't want, know what's happening, doesn't want to go this way or the other with, uh, you know, accidentally saying the wrong thing. And we do, it's interesting because I, I've been lamenting. I say interesting too much. <laughs> and it's been like on a couple different podcasts. I was like, this is interesting. It's like, no, I, it's, it's, cr- I think I said it last episode, right? And it really well, came to my forefront. Can I get open thethoris.com? Yeah, you know, it's sometimes you get in a, 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 a verbal. So, yeah. A path right that now. He ends up saying. Maybe I think the word interesting tastes good, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, next chapter, he does flub, and yes. it kind of makes you look through this uh, thin ice situation on a different uh, uh, playing field. Because you're like, oh shit, because <laughs> yeah, he says yeah. one wrong thing next chapter, and then Nikolai goes, huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it is like very stressful because you know it's a very fine line yeah. that he's having to like walk here, but. I still feel like he did a bad job. Sure. <laughs> like, again, I, like I, think, I get it, but. I think he did, but he also did a good job. And I think the thing that sucks is remembering how easy it is to just kind of play dumb and like as, a, as people, right? Yeah. And then like, if you just don't say anything. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, I don't know what happened. They're, they're not going to keep grilling you. In like, most okay. situations, like okay, that's weird that you won't answer me. Right. So I guess I'll just stop. Yeah, and then and Buck and not Buck. Uh, Nikolai's even like, okay, it's clear you're not gonna apologize. Yeah, or yeah, excuse or anything. yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah, he does not like that. Which Steve, get out sense. of here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Steve gets dismissed. And uh... hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Then Nikolai goes back and sits in his big chair behind the desk. Yeah. So, cause like, yeah, before it was like, oh, we're all equals. Like, we're talking together. And now it's like, no, now, now daddy's here. Yeah. Daddy's here to talk to you, Buck. And it's a really weird choreographed thing because he goes immediately kind of like robotically is what I, how I interpreted it. And then sat behind the desk, presses a button, doesn't say anything. Hattie comes in, takes the chair that Nikolai yeah. got out and puts it back. It's like you can you can do it yourself. You gotta you gotta call her in here. Yeah, chair. I feel like it's just like a display of power. Yeah, and, totally. And well, po- power and just like having yourself together. Like yeah. there's a correct way. We're, we're formal. We're doing exactly it in a I certain think way. I remember seeing some sort of formal dining business guy thing of something like that. It's like oh. If you drop a fork, yeah, you don't pick it up, right? <laughs> you let the 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 staff do it for <laughs> you. You let the help do that. You let the help do it, <laughs> right? So it's like maybe it's like a oh, like he can't move the chair because that's beneath him now. Exactly, but that's why he has an assistant. Exactly, that's her job. He he's a job creator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Buck does say that even though he sits behind the big ass desk, he his his Nikolai charm is still one hundred and ten percent to the extent that's like man, 
he can still do it. Even if he's sitting with like, me I can back feel there, it. Baby. I can feel it even though I'm saved. Nikolai wants to see that story, baby. You know, oh, right. Yeah, because Buck's writing a big story about all the different ideas about what happened with the disappearances. And, yeah, Buck's kind of like, mm, like, honestly, your, your idea <laughs> kind of like old news now. It's like, oh, like, did you, you did you change your mind? He's like, well, no. It's like, well, okay, well, if you believe it's this thing, then I don't need anything new from you. And Nikolai's like, but Steve said you might want a few quotes. Like, no, you've yeah. talked about it enough, and it's boring if you see. Yeah. Right, right. Like, it's not like newsworthy. Like, damn, like, okay, just telling the fucking Antichrist he's not newsworthy. Which I thought was rad, because, like, you know that Nikolai has to have his little fingies in, in, in any PR pie that he Yeah, I think he was like, um, excuse me, you what? don't want a quote from me? This is highly irregular. Yeah. I bet he hates this, but is is fascinated yeah, by Yeah, I bet he's change. pissed. Yeah. Because, like, wait, you're not doing everything I say? I like you, Buck. You're straight. Yeah, he, I do think there's a little bit of it that he's like, ah, this is why I want you on my team. Next chapter, uh, uh, Buck is, like, doing – the part where Jennifer says that Buck is doing bad, um, Nikolai responds positively to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, okay, actually, it turns out he likes that for some reason. Yeah, because Buck is being, like, real – Real, real shitty about it. But again, he's talking to the Antichrist, so I'm not really gonna... I don't know whatever. what the better way is to, to, to deal with this, and, so... And, you know, uh, Nikolai's a billionaire, so I'm not gonna defend him, even though he rocks. I'm sorry. Okay? Yeah. So, the big deal, right, that Haim uh, uh, alluded to before is that freaking Buck is gonna be invited to the peace treaty with Israel in one week, but we find out more explicitly... Yeah. Damn, he's gonna sit at the big table. Yeah. He gets at the big table. Like at the delegation table. I'll tell you what, if I was Bach, I was like, I'd be like, I ain't trying to sit at no more big tables. No, it's very dangerous to do that. Who the fuck are you gonna kill at this point? Yeah, place? like who's gonna get murdered suicide <laughs> at this one? It'd be so sick if everywhere Nikolai went, it's like, my two friends, they are dead with <laughs> they one are, bullet. No. Oh, no, how does this keep happening? Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> I like that he's more into an Italian accent. Mm-hmm. That's um, where Romania is. I mean, Rome. Rome. Yeah, Romania. Um, yeah, so uh, Buck says to this, uh, like, ooh, but the Global Weekly has a policy? I can't accept gifts. Right. Which is very funny. It's yeah. right now in our world. Because so apparently it's just fine if you get a bajillion dollars he's not a supr- from billionaires. It's fine. He's not a Supreme Court justice, Jim. Yeah, he's not he's allowed. He's a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so they, like, Buck tries to wiggle out of How it that How sick would way. it be if, like, Epstein was mentioned by name? Oh, my God. I mean, he was doing stuff at this time. This really rich, nice guy that always took good people on vacations who got raptured. (laughs) Epstein gets raptured. (laughs) How much do you think that they like would pay? Like, go to their buds, be like, "If you give me a million dollars, we'll we'll write a character that's essentially you and make them good." And they got raptured, and you're not bad actually. And they're like, "And that's one way to crowdfund." Is that that's going to come in book four? Like, yeah, we'll say. Remember four years ago when Jeffrey Epstein got (laughs) raptured, and everyone's be like, "That's weird." Like that seems that doesn't seem good. (laughs) Seems like maybe that that cardinal in the Catholic Church was correct that the Mm -hmm. bad people got taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Henry Kissinger, you got raptured. (laughs) You got raptured. Um, but, oh, yeah, so, so Bucks are like, well, I can't, I can't do that because it's against policy. And Carpenter's like, ha, 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 that's so funny because, um, I don't think you're going to be working there in a week. Mm-hmm. Bucks like, excuse me? You know something what? I don't, bud? 
Uh, and yeah, it turns out that this is the core question of the meeting. And Nikolai's like, literally like, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Doesn't yeah. he like literally like reference the Godfather? The next time he does say, I, I, part of the joke, but I'm going to make you an offer you can't, you can't refuse. refuse. So, yeah. so. Cause again, it's like, <laughs> Buck saying, do you know something I don't know? And then Buck's like, damn, that's why I'm here. Wow. Isn't that interesting, reader? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You don't need to tell me that. Well, it also. <sighs> but also books sometimes do that. It's sometimes good to be like, so explicit, right? Yeah, but why, why, why are these chapter breaks? Why are these chapter breaks this way? No, this one's good. Because it just, it's the same scene, it just picks up this exact same scene! No, this one's good, because it's like a quote-unquote cliffhanger, because it's like, you don't know what he's gonna offer him. I mean, him. okay, that is true, and I will say that when I was reading this, and I told Tim this, that <laughs> I did have to read a little bit into the next chapter. So, so I guess checkmate. it got me, but I just think it's a really strange to, like, divide a chapter, and it just pick up in the exact same place the last chapter ended at. That is the weird part, is, like, they technically should go over to Rayford. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very strange. It should yeah. be Rayford. A cliffhanger that is solved at the beginning of the next yeah, chapter. Like, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> it's it's down literally there. right there. <laughs> Dang, like, hey, do you know how books work? Like, Oftentimes on, you see the left one and the right page. Yeah, like it's on like the same two <laughs> like page spread. I love the idea of you just saying, I can see you. <laughs> like, why do you think this is a cliffhanger? I can like literally see what happens. Yeah, I forget uh, in, in which uh, media so the the complaint was like, ooh, big cliffhanger. And then the beginning of the next episode was a somewhat recent one of like, all right, we did it. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, it was probably some Disney show, whatever. Uh, uh, either a Star Wars or a Marvel. I'm not too sure which. But, uh, okay. Chapter six. <laughs> okay. I like the singing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like your note here. Tim says, before Nikolai takes advantage of the chapter break suspense, he stalls and goes on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so stupid, but it's kind of... They're edging us. They are edging, edging us. us. <laughs> so this is like a new chaotic version yeah. of that thing for which we were talking about, where it's like, instead of going to Ray or another character... Because, like, what you have to do is you have to have a Game of Thrones, right? You right, gotta have, right. You gotta have Bran over where the fuck else and yeah, Cersei yeah, over yeah. here. So that when Cersei ha- ends on a fucking banger, you're like, okay, I guess I get to walk around Jon Snow counting cabbages and shit like yeah. that. This, they're like, what if they were still together? And then we just have one of the characters be like, let me talk about something else. We just change the subject. <laughs> we're just gonna talk about something different now. Because, and, and it's funny to, like, reiterate how weird... Um, um, Carpathia is in that, uh, not all of his charms work on Buck. He's literally like, man, this is so annoying how he keeps doing this. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, yeah. It is a habit of annoyed. Because if you read it from like a negative perspective, which you're supposed to, is Nikolai's just bragging about, yeah, you know, being smart yeah. and doing this and like having witty things to I, say I and am things powerful. like that. Yeah. Uh, and he, for some reason, Maybe he wants to set the bedrock. And I, I, this actually does make sense, unfortunately, because what Nikolai's doing is he's rewinding the clock yeah. a little bit from the uh, chapter break suspense. But what he's doing is reminding Buck of his fucking power. No, absolutely. No, this is all like a power like play, mm-hmm. all of it. And I think, I mean, like we were saying, the way he's like choreographing everything and the chairs being moved and blah, blah, blah. Like this is all to be like, I'm in charge. Yeah. Like, no, 
I'm in charge of this conversation, and we're going to talk about what I want to talk to about now. Yeah, just kind of like like a dog shaking its prey. I'm going to move you back and forth, keep you on edge, and basically this this part of chapter six is a light recap of all the things that went down. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, a book one regarding people dying and getting blown up and being murdered. <laughs> body count a little yeah. bit which was fun to remember like. and, and much like Nikolai being like do you know the phrase elephant in the room is like you remember when that guy died <laughs> remember when that did you if I can say Buck do you remember that car bombing you were almost in and do you remember how I covered that up for you wow crazy wow. and right? didn't I also tell you I was gonna deal with Stonegal mm-hmm. and then Buck's like uh what yeah and he's like yeah well it got dealt with. Isn't that isn't that like divine providence? Isn't that lucky? Yeah, because is is this where he like brings up the concept of like karma, basically? Yeah, like, yeah. and he's like, oh well, because it's like it actually does make sense because he's like kind of like like getting ahead of the whole story, like in a way with book. Like he's like, well, I didn't cause that to happen. Right. The universe caused it to happen because I'm such a good person. Yeah, the, and this the, will solve it is solve the problem. And isn't that great? This section is very weird because it's just he Nikolai is going back and forth on on a couple things. And part of it does feel like he's like we said, sitting that bedrock of power. The other part is I think unfortunately he just likes to gloat in but in that well, in his weird humble way. But he's earned it. He's the Antichrist. Because he goes off on the whole thing of like, well, you know, like you said, there's a problem with Stonegall and Cawthron and, you know, RIP to them, I guess. But like, it turns out they're very bad. So, you know, isn't that interesting that it it, it helped us? It's for the best. And then he kind of switches tactics to be like, sometimes, man, I don't fucking know what's even happening. My life like a fucking movie. Yeah, he was was like, just a, a few, a month ago, I was just a... A member of the Romanian, like, Senate or whatever the fuck. And now I'm the head of the UN. Man, people just be giving me jobs and shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And and I feel like it, that is, I'm guessing this is Carpathia's way of just being like, obviously, things are going well for me, buddy. Don't you want to come and join my crew? Right. Because he's like, fuck, do you believe in luck? No. Okay, well, what about karma? No. Well, I mean, I think I think he literally says, I think my friends in the East will agree <laughs> that yeah, this is yeah. karmically positive. Um, and and I think that's really funny. He even says, uh, his life is going so good, it's almost enough for an atheist to believe in God. Which is a very funny Nicola thing to is say. so close to being saved. But- what if they? Buck should try it. Yeah, he should. Like, he could say, like, get rid of all of it. Buck, if you were a better Christian, you could convert the Antichrist. Oh, but what's this? The Antichrist has no choice. Oh, oh huh. Huh. Okay. And he can't get saved. He can't get saved. Is it? I think it might be some of the extended universe Nikolai shit of like he's like made in a vat or something like that. <laughs> Because I think in the prequel, someone was saying that he's like a test tube baby. Or oh my god! Made. See, that's he's a- like the he's like the man's version of Jesus, right? Oh my god! And that's why he's not technically a, a, he's not even a person, you know? <laughs> or so, I don't know. It's insane. Uh, I'm very excited to finish this series and then go back and read that weird. Or maybe shape. we should. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask someone that's read it. Like, to much what? How much of the main series? Does it spoil? I right. see none. 
But maybe we can do the, some of those weirder books as, as Patreon content. Yeah. But if it's important, we'll have to jump back. Yeah, we will. Well, because then there's all the teen stuff. And mm-hmm. like, who even knows? Teen stuff. stuff, I think, should be Patreon. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so the other ones... The prequels. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Hey, uh, um, 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 before we get to uh, Ray's car, car up. Oh, I was like, I was, I was ready. Let's talk about car no, stuff. No, no, <laughs> Nick, this is where it gets a little rough because, you know, remember that good ass scene chapter break? Well, they're going to do it four more times. Yeah. With Nikolai being like, hey, this time I'm not going to say no. I'll yeah. make it so good for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. So, but yeah, whatever. Here we are, back to 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 Ray. He's still in the fucking car. This guy can't get a break. <laughs> he, he he goes from plane to car. <laughs> he's driving. He he talking on phone. Uh, he he wants to talk to Bruce about the note that Hattie gave him regarding the friggin' seven seven seven. Um, I think you mean this in fifty seven. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. It's a seven seven seven. They say it. Uh, uh, no, and what that means. And it's just really funny thinking about, like, <laughs> Bruce actively deteriorating, disheveled, can't sleep, can't shower, and one guy is like, I'm gonna go see the Antichrist, I need help. He's like, fuck, okay, I gotta help you. All right, I guess, and then, yeah. And then Ray's like, man, what's this mean? <laughs> I got this weird note. I was like, I got this weird note. I was like, your problems do not matter. <laughs> well, this one kind of does, though. This one does end up mattering. Because it's from... Hattie, who's the personal assistant to the Antichrist, yeah. so, you know. Man, they're like a movie. But again, let's just remember for a second. The note said that the new Air Force One mm-hmm. is that plane that Rayford just got certified yeah. well, to fly. We find out later that they, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, this is stupid, <laughs> but they're sending Air Force One to pick up Nikolai, and to me, that is Chekhov's Air Force One. But first of all, Ray can't fucking go home. Because yeah. he keeps getting jacked off back and forth <laughs> between the airport and the suburb house. So are we to believe that he's going to go from sh- to Chicago later today and and go to a goddamn Washington, D.C.? Like, they can't do that. But that is how foreshadowing works. <laughs> like, it's so crazy that they would set up later this whole vibe of, of Nikolai getting on Air Force One. And then them talking about Air Force One, it's I don't, so baffling. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do with that. Yeah, like, it at sucks. All. I guess we'll, we, hey guys, we might find out in some future chapters what they're trying to oh, do. I'm with sure that. we will find out, but still. <laughs> uh, and this sets up the fact that he has to go back to the airport because Earl's mad at him. Earl's his boss. I, I don't know if we've like really talked about his. Like, his we, he's come up before. So yeah. yeah, this is the same guy that was like, hey, Rayford, stop proselytizing at work so much. Come on. And Rayford's like, okay. And uh, yeah, he calls. He's been trying to get in touch with Ray, and he is like, you got to come back to the airport. We <laughs> can't do this on the phone. He's like, got to do it to your face. No, got to do it to your face. And he's like, Fuck. oh, that's probably not good. You retro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he has to go back to the freaking airport, and yeah. that's that, that chunk. <laughs> cool. Let's go back to the cool stuff. Uh, Buck is kind of actually – I thought this was interesting. Buck couldn't help but be – uh, uh, interested in what Nikolai is saying yeah. in sort of a very human way, forgetting that he was, you know, in front of the epitome of all evil. He's like, no, I'm still super curious. What is the fucking Antichrist going to pitch me with, with this offer I can't refuse that he keeps saying? Um, and <laughs> the reason why it's so 
triply confusing is because he sets up all that shit about how Nikolai just makes people disappear and how good things happen to him. Then he switches to, like, pragmatic mode. Yeah. That is like, bro, you literally can't afford to snub me again. Yeah. You like, skipped out my last meeting. It's just pragmatic. Like, I'm obviously very powerful. This, this is going to look really bad. And it's like, I'm a big deal. Like, I'm not going to do it. And, and then Buck's like, wait, are you threatening me? Uh, uh, what, what's happening here? <laughs> and then he's like, no, man, it's just, listen, I'm not naive, Buck. I know the origin of your nickname and is part of what I admire so much about you, but you cannot keep bucking me. He's <laughs> not bucking me. It is not that I consider myself anything special, but the world and the news media do. People ignore me at their own peril. <laughs> he rocks. Stop bucking me. Stop bucking me. <laughs> Stop bucking me. <laughs> Oh, man. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean being practical? Are you going to murder me? And then he's like, no, I'm not. Would you like me to say a mafia quote? I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Do you guys want to go back to Ray again? I mean, does anything happen? No, literally, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's literally one paragraph. He goes to the, he goes to the airport. Yeah, I started, I started writing a different note and looked over. It's like, nope, this is not it. This is no, not the interesting this is part. Because Ray's bad. part is weirdly interesting at the end of the book but uh they literally just go over for one second it just takes him so long to get him logistically where he needs to go that's what i'm saying for reasons that's what i'm saying we gotta go back we gotta go forth oh, we gotta, if they don't tell us i don't know where the fuck nah, are. i'm so confused right now yeah. where are we <laughs> nikolai's doing that nikolai shit where it's like hey what's the difference between a a rule and a law i know this was very funny this was very funny and like, I guess I mean, he's not, like, fully wrong on this. Like, sure. basically, because he gives the example of, like, well, it's against the rules to bring in food to the movie theater, but, like, <laughs> you're not going to be arrested for it, right. you know? And he's like, I follow laws, yeah. but I'm willing rules to break rules if it makes sense. <laughs> and then he's like, so it's not illegal, <laughs> theoretically, for one <laughs> politician to own a media outlet, right? Uh, I know only despots do that. Yeah, but, but, but I do it good, though. But I do it good, though. And, and then Buck's like, I mean, it is illegal in America, but okay. And then he goes, what about internationally? And he's like, I, no, I guess not. And then Nicholas's like, we'll change the laws, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was very giving me real Elon Musk, like, because the way he talks, I was like, well, I know that usually it's despots that do this, but I would, of course, never suppress right. the news from saying anything they want to say. Like, are you sure about that? Yeah. Are you sure about that? It's very much that Arrested Development quote of like, don't people in open relationships always have a bad time? Yes. But you know what? We could be different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You know what? <laughs> don't only despots own the media? But this time, yeah. I think something might be different. And then he kind of literally says, not just like a media corporation, but like the media. Yeah, he wants to just like be in charge. Of it. He's like, it's it's so bad the way it is now. It'll be better this what way. What if one guy owned all the news? Who does he think he is, Logan Roy? Okay. Like, what is this, Waystar okay. Royco? Okay, all right. Almost a session heads what's out up? there. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's uh, up? Yeah, he wants to buy all media, all of it, and he wants Buck to run one of the things, whether it be a newspaper, cable TV, magazine, who the fuck knows. 
Yeah. Yikes. Nikolai, yeah. you just out here saying shit. Yeah, like, this art is so crazy. But I guess, like, in this world, it's the whole thing of, like, well... He's getting people to agree to things that they right. would normally be like, no way, what are you talking about? That's and crazy. Toward you know, towards the end of this chapter, he does have his um, get all jail free card. It's like, he can say all this shit to him. Yeah. He can be truthful because at the end, he's going to... He's going to wipe his brain. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, you know what's different to me and you? I made this look good. Here yeah. come the men in black. <laughs> he's gonna do the he's gonna do the Star Wars like you do not You're, see this. This is the war crime that you're not looking for. What, yeah, what? Uh, it, it's crazy because Nikolai is pitching Buck on, dude. People want peace. They're tired of all this fucking bullshit. You know, if we have all the goddamn media, then it's gonna be so good. I'll, I'll we'll run it great we'll and we'll world peace. We'll push it to peace. Everyone wants peace. You know what I'm saying? Major influence here, baby. I'm finally, finally, someone with money is going to do good, baby. Um, Tim, you picked up on a thing here that I also was losing it over. This one is, this is weird. Which is that, you know, Nikolai talking about, like, oh, everyone wants world peace, and Buck's like, oh, not the American militia movement. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? <laughs> so, and maybe, actually, I need to look something up, because I'm like, when did... When did the freaking Bundy Ranch situation Jesus. happen? Because it might have been like around this time, actually. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Because I was like, "What the fuck does this mean? Are we supposed to assume they are referencing like Jennifer's looking up some sort oh, of American wait. thing?" I'm my brain. Bundy. The Bundy standoff was much later. That's 2014. The one I'm thinking of. There was like a different. Waco or something. No, like? there was a different. Well, you keep you keep thinking about yeah. that. But we, you know, are we supposed to take this as, oh, it's just like the news in 1997? Or are we supposed to take it as, we always got militia? Or are we supposed to take it as, in this world, there's a weird-ass American militia movement? I think the answer is yes, all the above. Even these right-wing fucking dickheads know that America has a militia at any given moment, and they're fucking freaks. Okay, guys, so the one I was thinking of, not not the Bundy Ranch one, I'm thinking of uh, Ruby Ridge is what I'm thinking of, Randy Weaver. That was in 1992. What's that? So it was a similar situation of, like, you come take our guns, and the FBI's like, we're going to fucking, we're going to shoot you <laughs> and take your shit. What year is it getting? Sorry. Uh, that was 1992. And in the, okay. Waco, in the Waco siege, it was 1993. Okay, so yeah. So, like, that, I feel like militia's in the air in this time Isn't period. Isn't it neat that, like, right-wing Christians at this time didn't like militias? Weird. Why? Why? But I actually almost, like, didn't think that was a negative thing they were saying. I think they were kind of like... Give it, kind of giving it up to the militia, like, oh, they're not going to be happy about taking their guns. I don't know about that. Buck, it, so here's the problem is, like, for me, I'm entering into Buck's chapters with a big scoop of I hate Buck. So Buck is being, like, really, really shitty during all these sections where, like, he's not even responding. He's just, like, not nodding. He's yeah. not responding and saying anything to the Antichrist. And at this point, you know, he's trying to get a, a jab, I guess you would say, in, but... Nikolai goes, bless them, Carpathia said, smiling. If we accomplish what I have proposed, do you really think a bunch of zealots running around in the woods wearing fatigues and shooting off pop guns will be a threat to the global community? What's rules? But this is what I'm saying, though, like, because like, th this is coming out of Nikolai's mouth. Right. Like, he's, like, dismissing them. Yeah, but, well, you know. Because think about this. You, you, forward, you need to remember. The, um, these guys don't do anything. No, I know, but I'm just saying that generally, like, evangelicals, they, like, and Tim LaHaye, like, 
Those people love the NRA and shit. They love yeah. all the crazy gun people. So that's yeah. all I'm saying. It's well, like, probably uh, this time it's a little different than what we have now, of course. But it's like mm. you guys are being too weird. Getting our, you're taking away our money. Got to be quiet. Got to be quiet. I'm trying yeah. to get on Epstein's plane. You guys got to stop <laughs> doing weird shit in the woods. I don't know. I think I see a little bit of such dismissal from from both of them without Buck following up. That I don't think even. You know, I think it, it betrays. Because, again, these are rich, rich white men. Who yeah. think these guys are low class. Yeah. You know? But it's more just me being, like, knowing Tim LaHaye and, like, that, like, connection between evangelicals and, like, the NRA mm-hmm. is very tight. And, like, I think – I don't think they would want to piss off those people. Right. Right. Well, like, again, because you brought up the, the weird-ass actual, like – yeah, crazy like, people. So it's more all the like sovereign citizen people. Yeah, they're, they're probably just referring to that. And now yeah. we're like, wait, every random ass like postal code in the middle of nowhere has a weird militia because you know the Obamas are gonna take your guns oh and God. things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. So now we get into a whole thing of um, how much fucking money Nikolai has and why mm-hmm. he has that much money. Mm-hmm. Oh, turns out. He's the sole recipient of Starnable's wealth Isn't that after he died. Huh. Isn't that interesting? And, like, again, we know that he killed him. Right. And, like, uh, basically, and Buck is like, what the fuck? What like, the how fuck? did you manage that? Like, aren't, isn't his family going to be super pissed? And he's like, I gave him all, like, $100,000. We took eight. care of it. Or, like, a million dollars or something, something like whatever that. it was. But like, it's... Stone Cold is explicitly the most wealthy man that's ever lived. Like, in the world. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. Ever. He's like, take any rich person and then, like, double it, right? Uh, it's crazy to think about that. And now Nikolai has all that money. And he's basically like, I don't need money. <laughs> and not only does he just have money, he now owns a bunch of banks. Yeah. Which is crazy. So he which, owns- again, now we're getting in New World Order. We're Hell getting yeah. into, like, one, one world religion, one, one banking system, one currency. So, my man... In a job interview, is like, I own all the banks. I would like to own all of the news as well. Yeah. Do you want to help me with that? <laughs> you would do, would you like that, Buck? Is yes, no. What do we, is that positive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a respected journalist. Do you want to help me make state media? Yeah. Like, in th- this new <laughs> state that I'm creating, which is going to be the entire world. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't just say, like, I need propaganda, baby. Right. I mean, that's like what it is. But guess what? Our regular newspapers are also oh, propaganda half the time. Don't go. get me started let's on go. it. Oh, no, the state of, Don't get me freaking started on the it. The state of news in our country is so scary and abysmal, but not in the way that most people think about. Yeah, it's more in the way that um, reporters will just be like, oh, this is a press release from the police. Well, <laughs> it must be 100% correct. No no need to do any digging here. It's a all bullet, good. which was previously in a gun, previously yeah. uh, around a cop. Which- yeah, it found its way <laughs> into somebody yeah or how like a lot of local news stations buy their stories from yes. one well it's all freak. uh what the fucking it's sinclair media yeah. it's like all it is all the way down real scary it's bad yeah yeah uh, <laughs> we were having a discussion the other day of like are we in a dystopia I'm like well yeah yes we are yeah. but like it's <laughs> just are. not as interesting as we thought it would be you know yeah yeah no it's like not dramatic and like cool like we're not like wearing like cool outfits or right. anything like we could I mean, like, we gotta go full fucking, um, uh, Fury Road. Okay. Like, let's just... Duct tape shit to shit? Yeah, let's just do it. Oh yeah, baby, Chrome, let's go. Uh, I do like that Nikolai says that the vanishings maybe were the best thing that's ever happened to the planet. Yeah, that was like, okay, man, we're just doing this. Let's go. Like, in the same way, it's like, kind of like the same vibe of like, 
Oh, well, Stargirl doing the whole murder suicide thing. Actually, great. This also, actually a good thing. Huh, yeah. isn't that so funny? He, he, he says something along the lines like, man, we should have stopped having countries as soon as we had, like, our first satellite and, like, yes, phone yes, lines and yes. shit. And I'm like, I agree with everything Nikolai's saying. And I agree. If every Christian disappeared, the world <laughs> would be so much better. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. It would be. I like, would miss... Tr- my family and my friends, but come on, man. Come on, man. You got to break a few eggs, baby. Yeah. But I, it sucks that the the antichrist is right so often. Well, and this is, and again, this is, but this is what I'm saying is that like the things that they have him say are like just very interesting to me. Um, like the viewpoint, like where he's like, well, we should have open borders. We should all just be one big. Global you know, community. global community. Like, we should, I, and I should own the media and the banks and just all of it. Um, but the thing that's really funny to me, actually, in, in this section is like the way, like, Nick, Nikolai is talking about this. It's like, well, obviously it's like bad. Like, he's using this for propaganda. Like, yeah. but guys, that's literally what the evangelicals did. Like, sure. that, like, again, go back to listen to the episode about dispensationalism. Because they got a whole, like, they were putting their message out through the radio, they were putting out books, through tele- like television, like, it's just, again, it's the whole thing of, like, the things they, like, accuse other people of doing, they're actually doing them. They're a lot like Tony Soprano. Oh my gosh, they're just like Tony Soprano. So true. Except for I like them less. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Uh, Buck is freaking out, and it's just so funny, um, that... He's fooling having, like, a practically a panic attack as Nikolai is, like, getting more and more manic. Not, manic is, like, too strong of a word, but imagine, again, he he's, he's he, just, his, like, snake hood is frilling out because he's, like, he's truly a, yeah, he's, like, bearing it all. He's, like, getting, like, drunk off, like, he's getting high off his own supply. Right. Like, like he's just, like, I, I, in my mind, it's like, yeah, his eyes are, like, glowing, like. Right, exactly. You know. I, I totally agree. Uh, but luckily, and isn't this an interesting juxtaposition, uh, Buck finds his, his port in the storm. Yeah. He's just thinking about Chloe, baby. He's thinking about his constant. His constant. Which oh, is wow. Chloe. Wow. Who's currently so mad at him. Meanwhile. Which is really funny. Meanwhile, <laughs> Chloe just stamping her little feeties and eating Haagen-Dazs back yeah. at home. Like, yeah. And her hair's all a mess and she's wearing a big sweatshirt. <laughs> Throwing bowls against the wall and punching, Yeah. Chloe rocks, and she's horrible. Yeah, and she's 12 years old now. And Buck is like, damn, how did I ever think that I didn't want to be with this baddie? I did kind of like that. Like, the, like, being in this, like, dangerous situation made him just be like, oh, well, like, of course. I was being fucking stupid. I feel like I've read this style of writing before, again, from, like, my my fantasy books. So I did kind of have to give it up of, like, all right, sure. Sure, writers, I get it. Yeah. This, is, this is this is the spark for this. This is him finally so, seeing it. Certain situations are clarifying. Yeah. You know, it like makes you be like puts things in perspective. And he does kind of think like, wait a second, did God give me Chloe brain? Yeah. To like save me? Or is this something because at this point <laughs> yeah. he is he's like praying super hard. Because he's like you have to imagine Don't hypnotize that, like, me, don't hypnotize yeah. me, don't hypnotize me, please. <laughs> imagine Nikolai is like crawling across his big ass desk, like, yeah. oh we do yeah. this, we'll do this. And his eyes were glowing. <laughs> and, Bu- and Bugs like having to be like, la 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 la, I don't hear you, I don't hear you. I'm thinking about Chloe. Yeah, and this is the part where he goes, uh, the book says Carpathia stared at him, 
Buck, you will never tell a living soul what I have told you today. <laughs> no one must ever know. You will work for me, and you will enjoy privileges and opportunities beyond your imagination. You will think about it, but you will say yes in the end. <laughs> Debra was like wild. I'm wow. like, oh, scary. Again, this is him throwing the the the, the yeah. magic out. Yeah, he's putting the spell on. He's trying to put the spell on Buck, but guess what? Buck his 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 con or he he rolled his savings check and then he defended against <laughs> he, it. He thinking about Chloe's curves. Yeah, yeah. Her spiritual walk and how strong it is. Thinking about her reading the Bible mm-hmm. and just getting really horny about it. I did like that he said at some point it's like does he love her? Well, he doesn't know her, but <laughs> right. she's attractive yeah. and I think we have a lot in common and Yeah, they've known each other pursuing. for what literally like 2 weeks. Yeah, and I have to say that this was both Kind of cliche falling in love, but they did the necessary work that's even like good books don't always do. Of like, I don't fucking know this bitch. What the fuck? Yeah, but I'm obviously feeling something. Something's going on here. So good for you, Jenkins. Yeah, that that made that made some sense. That made some sense. Um, And since uh, Nikolai like shotgun blast him with evil juice, he had to like (laughs) pop back, right, and pivot. Yeah, and since he's like no longer hypnotizing Buck, and I guess he wants to like make Buck think it's his choice. <laughs> this part was so fucking funny uh, because Nicola's like, Buck, let me ask you a question. If you could live anywhere in the world, yeah. where would you live? And then Buck's just like panicking, 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 Chicago. And then Nicola's like, what the fuck? What? Why? Why? Why would anyone want to live in Chicago is a direct quote. He should be like, because the bean's there. So I actually don't know how long the bean's been there, Chicago. Oh, that is the bean. the bean in Chicago the at bean this time? At this time? Whoa. Uh, Nikolai says, I know the airport is central, but what else does it offer? I loved, I love the, the utter Chicago distaste coming from Carpathia. <gasps> the bean wasn't even there at that time. Shit. He's the right. The bean was only unveiled in 2004. So Whoa. like literally, why would you want to be in why Chicago? Would you be- <laughs> There's zero bean there at this yeah. point. So who cares? What's the fucking point? Uh, the next chunk is, uh, uh, Nikolai being like, well, what have you always, what like matters to you? What motivates you if it's not money? And then we get like a long <laughs> string of words paragraph. Cause again, Buck is getting hypnotized by the fucking Antichrist is like, God, tribulation, good, cheese, pizza. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Love, it's like he's pressure. flipping through, like, what can I say? What can I say? Yeah. And then he says, uh, truth and justice. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And Nick was like, just like Superman. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then Buzz like, um, no, it's more like Clark Kent. Because <laughs> I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. And Nick's like, like, oh, did it. Like that, that, they're the, but they're the same book. Is that the joke? I don't know. Whatever. It's funny. We agree yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, you, wait, are you saying it's not funny? No, I did, no, 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 it is funny, but I, I was like honestly trying to be like, does Buck even know he's making that joke? I'm like, he probably does. <laughs> I was just trying to diss Buck on Buck. So and, I, and, I, and I was honestly not being fair. Uh, not less, I was not being fair. It just, th- that just didn't make sense. You're, being, you're not being objective. No, I'm just being hateful because mm-hmm. I hate him so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he asks him sort of like, yo, bro, what are you into? What do you think you want to do? Whatever. Yeah. And then Buck describes it, but he uses the past tense. Yes. And then this is the part we were referencing before, where immediately Nicola is like, why do you use the past tense? Why do you say that? Yeah, yeah. Why do you say, oh, I would have done wanted, this. I would have yeah. done this. And then Buck goes pretty quickly and kind of goes doomer mode. He's like, well, come on, man, right? Like, the world's going to end. He, he like, says something about, 
like, well, I don't know how much more time is left for this old earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what, I like, what, don't like that. What with this happening and that happening. and, and know, can, So he kind of saves it saves it in the end. Yeah, right? and Carpenter's yeah. like, you wound me. I'm literally trying to buy everything to stop this. Like, did you not just hear me say that I'm uh, making everyone melt their weapons down <laughs> and I'm creating world peace? You, you like, come on, it's I'm happening. Gonna, I'm going to buy the news. Get in the car, baby. We're, we're driving to world peace. I'm going to buy the news. And, uh, guys, do you want, like, a third, fourth, or, I don't know, fifth <laughs> cliffhanger on what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, sure, why not? Which is stupid, because, like, we... I don't know what else he's going to say, because right now he's promising freaking Buck a billion dollars a day to live in Chicago and to run one of his news organizations. Yeah. And then... They end this chapter with Nikolai being like, I'll convince you. And then Buck saying, oh, now I'm really interested. This is going to be good. I'm like, what? What about before? This is so stupid. Stop doing this. Stop. <laughs> um, Let's go back to I my- mean, yeah, like, I know it would be fun to talk about the Antichrist, but, like, what if it, we we go back to Rayford driving back to the airport? This part is <laughs> talking. So- and what about what if we go to Rayford talking to his boss? This part is so weird. because This part was, like, so confusing because... Typically, the characters are dealing with things they know about. Like, you're right. too good of a Christian. Why'd you do this? And you're right. like, fuck, that sucks about you. So this whole section is Earl, his boss, following up on the complaint that the other pilot said about him um, proselytizing or whatever. But the reason why it's so bad is because the implication is that the tester of the 777 that he he took down in Tejas also wrote a complaint. Right. And Raver's like, okay, now I didn't do that one. I'm like, all right, I didn't do that <laughs> like, one. I'm going to be real with you. I did proselytize to the other people, <laughs> but this one, not me. And so much of the, the this section is Earl talking about one thing and then Ray talking about another. Yeah, like... But kind of saying, well, I didn't do it, but if I did, <laughs> I would have done it like this. <laughs> if I did it. <laughs> uh, and it gets to this really funny part where... Ray is like, I guess I probably said something to the driver. And Earl's like, it wasn't the fucking driver. Stop yeah. talking about the driver. <laughs> He's like, it wasn't him. He's like, all right, I don't know what happened. And, and Earl's like, I can't trust you. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of things happen, but again, that's basically the gist. I do like that Ray's like, okay, well, if this motherfucker is talking shit about me, I'm going to fucking confront him. And Earl's yeah. like, no, you're fucking not. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> You're an HR problem. <laughs> I'm at a loss, Earl. I'm not sure I would have apologized if I had legitimately been in trouble for this. So I sure can't apologize for something I didn't do. Which I thought was really funny. I mean, he's right on that. It's like, yeah. listen, man, I don't have to tell you. Like, I didn't do that. Yeah. It's so confusing. And again, it's written very confusingly because Earl's talking about something that happened in the book differently than the way that we saw it. Right. So, so- for some reason... Someone has, like, tried to plant with Earl that Rayford was trying to proselytize yeah. to the... Which now, also, because the, the, the dude that was doing his, like, evaluation was being, like, kind of weird. A little weird. Really quiet. Yeah. So, which made me be like, is he a plant? Is He's he a Carpathia plant? Guard. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't... Well, maybe. Like, it could be... Because, I mean, then, like, the whole thing is, uh, like, then Hattie, like, he hands... He hands Rayford the note from Hattie. I think he just says it. 
He just huh? said, yeah, later he doesn't say, he doesn't mention the note. He just says, well, this sucks. No, no, but, but I'm, no, 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 but I'm saying that man, the evaluator was the one that oh, handed him. the evaluator. Yeah, the yeah, evaluator yeah, is right, the one that right. handed him Hattie's note. So therefore that, there's a Carpathian no, connection. sure. Absolutely. Like, no, there's gotta right. be. And so, Mike, so they're trying to like get him like away from his job. But then that means Carpathian knows. So this is part understand. that makes no sense because it sounds like what they're doing is black, not black, sort of blackmailing or something like that. Um, it's like um, they're trying to force him out of his current job into... To be the pilot, pilot for the for Antichrist. Air, right. no one knows on him. On Air Force One. And why wouldn't Hattie the, just do the, it? For the President of the United States. So the only argument is that Hattie would be like, I didn't think you'd accept, so I got you fired. <laughs> but like... Maybe. How would we ever justify that, Hattie? Hattie, that's naughty. No. It's so confusing. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I don't know I, what I, they're I, doing with this. I don't know what they're doing with We'll find that. out. We'll find out. But uh, we cut back over to Buck for a second. And this part's funny because it's like just a quick beat where Nikolai's like, tell the fucking president I'm going to be late. <laughs> yeah, that was – oh, my God. Yeah, that, does that part too, like how like – uh, deferential the president is being to Nikolai because mm-hmm. he's all like, oh, like, we'll send a plane for you. Like, you know. He literally said, the president was like, offering to come to New York to see right. Nikolai. And then Nikolai's like, no way, man, I can't do that. And like, then you're the president, I'll come to watch it. I said, I will be late. Uh, and then the president's like, I'm going to send Air Force One to pick you up. <laughs> and he's like, okay, <laughs> it's already on the way. All right, I guess. And then Buck is like, whoa. My life a movie too. <laughs> Damn. I and can't then believe we, this. We cut back to Ray and Earl, and then Earl uh says, Well, let me tell you, this comes at the worst possible time. The new Air Force One, which is scheduled to go into service next week, is a seven did you change that? No. This is seven five seven. What the fuck? Oh, is my janky version say seven five seven? Apparently, yes. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> All right, I, have to I like the, the 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 fact that you think that I went in there and changed that. Though. I like. Why would it say this? Why? But yeah, basically, the new Air Force One is going to be a seven seven seven, and uh, he doesn't tell him. He didn't even get a chance to freaking uh, pull out the note. And whoa, it's so crazy. Okay, yeah, this one does say seven five seven. Huh? Huh? Well, the, this this version's old. This version, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've already... Yeah, you mean the OG. The OG, yeah. The original. This, the red letter. Yeah, yeah, this is the red leather letter uh, left behind yeah. book. Uh, every time this comes up, only OG people read the freaking uh, 757 version. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm reading no, the 757 Tim, Tim's version. in the new century, but mm-hmm. not me. I'm still in the mm-hmm. previous century. Anyways, if that was not clear due to the fucking confusion yet again, because we're obsessed with it and how weird it is. <laughs> I, like, it's just, it's so, it is like, I can't stop being obsessed with it because it's just such a funny change. Mm-hmm. The whole point was, not the whole point, but like a, a, a sub point of this part, for, at least for Ray, is he's going to show um, Earl the note from yeah. Hattie and be like, what the fuck? And before he gets a chance to do that, Earl's like, God damn, man, what about this crazy shit? Yeah, and Ray and was like, like oh, what? no. That's what my note says. End of chapter. Man, I want to keep reading. I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, I'm really wanting to hear the rest of the whole Carpathia butt situation. How many more cliffhangers can there be? 13? I mean, yeah, at least. Yeah, that's a bad number. Um, is it a bad number in the Bible? I don't remember. Anyways, I, I think it is. I'm... I'm excited about playing um, Zelda for the next two weeks yeah. for 97 hours while you're gone. Yeah. But I'm a little sad that we're going to have to most likely postpone the episode 
the next episode a little bit. Yeah, until I get back. So that means I can't read. That happens to be a lot in Naruto review time. Ah, uh, you're like, but I want to know what happens. I wonder what happens. Yeah, I'm going to see, because I'm going to be in um, Portland on a trip, too, and I'd love to go to Powell's and see what fucked up uh, Christian books they have, because that's where I actually acquired maybe this version. I forget. So I've, I acquired some of my left behinds there. Yeah. So I'm going to go dig again, see what other fucked up things I'll find. I do like how often we get pictures of people like at thrift stores and consignment shops like, huh? Yeah, they're always, series, yeah they're always there. That's the thing. Like you don't have to pay them money. Yeah, someone DM me like, "Do you want these?" And I was like, "Uh, sure." But you know how that is. Yeah. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe it's a catfish. You know how many DMs I get a day about OnlyFans <laughs> and Bitcoins? Is it not safe to click those OnlyFans links? I've never done it. I don't know. I mean, you won't see me. You're a maniac because you have your DMs open, yeah, and true. I do not. That's true. It's I, fun. I don't want that. It's fun. No, thank it's, you. It is. It is. Let me let me let me read my most recent one. That you know, it's it's an opportunity. It's a business opportunity, and I'm kind of. And, hey there, this is my new ID, and good to know you. I like to travel <laughs> around and share something interesting about my life. I viewed your tweets and thought maybe we have something in common. Hope we can be friends. If you wish, we can share something more private oh. or do something meaningful for fun DMing sex. Sex. <laughs> well girl this avatar that I've seen four times already yeah. <laughs> I'm into it and no but Tim I thought that bots were better now on Twitter I thought bots were better now I thought that there weren't so many bots on Twitter well, what are you gonna do? Hmm. thank you so much for being here Be, uh, consider joining the Patreon over at patreon.com Slash content hole. You can follow the podcast mm-hmm. at Trip Farce Pod. We always love to get your comments, your emails, your your messages on the various socials, whether it's uh, to our personal accounts, me at Tim Landing on Twitter or at Jennifer Cheek. Uh, even if it doesn't come up here, it's always so good. Even on the you know today on the Patreon, we're talking about how weird the pilot stuff is. Yes, Slog <laughs> was uh, kind of going back and forth. Being like, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. This is weird. <laughs> but here's a little background. And that was fun. I'm thankful for that. Uh, it means the world to us that you would listen. And, you know, just keep, get out there. Be like Ray. You know, hey, do you mind if I friggin' play this Left Behind podcast? With my, <laughs> yeah. With my headphones off, and, like, wherever if, you are. If you don't stop talking about this Left Behind podcast, we're going to yeah. fire you. And you're like, I will never stop. We saw this, you know, we said this last week. If you're not th- being threatened to be fired... By, because of you listening to this podcast, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Live boldly. Thank you so much. Until next time, like a thief in the night, we are gone. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.